0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. CTmobile.com. This is the Rusk Report, a program that takes an inside look at Western New York with news, features, and special guests. Now, here's your host, Brian Rusk.
1: Welcome to the back. AM 1520, there's been a topic of great concern in the media in upstate New York and really throughout the country with up to 6 million illegal migrants coming into this country without proper vetting and authorization. And one of the legislators in Erie County, New York, who's spoken out about this many, many times is legislator Chris Green, who represents Clarence and Amherst. And he's been uh, very forceful and bright and persuasive in his comments. Before the taping last night, about 50 people showed up at the Amherst Town Board meeting. I'd say 80% were condemning the entrance of illegal migrants into the town of Amherst as there have been alleged crimes in Amherst and Cheektowaga of rape, burning of a hotel, flooding of a hotel, burglary, and so forth. A little information about legislator Christopher Green. He's represented the Erie County Legislator's 6th District, which includes Clarence, Newstead, and a portion of Amherst. The legislator has lived since 2006 with his wife Catherine and four sons in Clarence. As a family, they are very active with the, as members of the Blessed Virgin Mary in Clarence. Chris Green understands the challenges small businesses and private industry face. He has been a sales rep for United Business Systems, a locally owned document solutions provider since 2006. Chris Green was also elected the Clarence Town Board in 2015 and 2019 where he served a total of 5 years. Let's give an overall picture about these illegal migrants. Who've come to this country without proper authorization, paperwork, birth certificates, vetting of health situations. Let's let's go into that. Erie County legislator Christopher Green.
0: Well, good morning, Brian. Uh, yes, yeah. uh, we have got a huge problem on our hands right now, and you've kind of hit uh, a lot of the talking points right off the top. And the reality is that uh, you know they're called asylum seekers, but. Uh, you know, that uh, the asylum seekers are a very small portion of the people who are claiming asylum. We're looking at, you know, somewhere around 93% of the individuals that are crossing the borders that are claiming asylum, only about 7% are actually going to ever receive asylum. So you have hit the nail right on the head. These are illegal migrants. There is no other term that should be utilized because the vast majority of them are not going through the legal process. But what this process does is it eliminates the vetting process for about five to seven years, depending on how bad the backlog is on our federal level and our judges that, uh, that oversee the immigration courts. So what we have is there's no doubt that, that we need immigration in this country. We need proper immigration. We need well-vetted immigration. We have a, a strong need, particularly for uh, uh, low-skilled labor. You know, you go into any hotel room right now and, you know, I, I'll be away this weekend. I guarantee you, you know, nobody's going to, you know, fix our room up you know, at the end of the day because they just don't have the number of hands. So we had a need, but we have to do it safely. And um, in Erie County, you know, I guess you go back to uh, May 25th, where we had a, a, a work session and uh, then uh, a full session of the uh, legislature where we put forth a resolution asking the county executive to halt the, you know, import of of the migrants from uh, New York City until they have an opportunity to be vetted. Uh, This was done by Democrats, Republicans, throughout upstate counties. It was done in Monroe County, Niagara County, pretty much every county that surrounds Erie County. And all seven Democrats, you know, voted to, to not Ask the county executive to put a state of emergency and block the uh, the migrants from coming here. And uh, in exchange, we were called racist. We were called xenophobic, which I find completely amusing because that wasn't even part of the discussion. It was whether or not there was a safety issue. And again, we were mocked. We were called names. We, you know, it was it was nothing short of an attempted bullying session. And in the end, we were right. We don't like being right, but you're right. We had a rape. We had a sexual assault. Uh, We had a guy who went into Best Buy in the daytime, stole, you know, hundreds of dollars worth of uh, high-end earphones, uh, cordless earphones, uh, was on, uh, you know, he didn't get arrested there, but they had his picture. Uh, And then later that day, he broke all the windows over at the hotel on Dinson Street. Um, Then, of course, he had uh, an attempted murder in the town of Amherst. These are problems that were easily seen ahead of time. Completely unnecessary for us to have to deal with. And for our county executive to come out and state that they were properly vetted, he knew that was a lie. We knew that was a lie, but he still stated it. He said the county of Erie taxpayers wouldn't be on the hook for a dime. But now we're looking at our schools having millions of dollars in increased costs and interpreters and and teachers, and not a single penny is going to be reimbursed at the state level. We're looking at overtime. All of our, uh, 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 all of our law enforcement are now doing overtime in Chitawaga. There are literally pages of pages of pages that never hit the news outlets. Of you know whether it's panhandling, shoplifting, you know small petty crimes that you know are going through the roof right now in the, the neighborhoods surrounding, and which is why you know uh, wants to close down the dungeons and they they've moved forward with lawsuits. This is a largely Democrat town, run town, and they want to get rid of these problems that they didn't call for. There's no doubt that probably the vast, vast majority of these people are well-intentioned. They've, they've tried to skip the line, which I don't particularly care for. Um, but in the end, we're sitting here with a problem um, that it is costing us money and is costing us uh, safety and security.
1: Let's talk a little bit about the talk on the streets that it's not just the Red Roof Inn in Amherst, but now they're going to be brought into the Fairfield Inn. And, and the, the question is, the supervisor of Amherst says that you can't stop people from going into hotels, but apparently Cheektowaga, a mile away, has stopped it. So what about the rumors? And, and can Amherst do what Cheektowaga did and forbid this? One
0: hundred percent, Amherst can do exactly what Cheektowaga has done, just like Erie County could have done what every, just about every single upstate county did. You know, you know, you you indicate that you're not comfortable with the situation uh, for security purposes, and they do not get sent to you. Now, Cheektowaga does have a law on the books uh, that they've been able to utilize. I don't know, you know, whether you know Amherst has a code, but I'm sure if you look through it, if 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 security was the primary concern uh 100 you you don't have to roll out the red carpet i've seen you know there's there, there, you know i have seen the comments from supervisor culpa and and he doesn't seem to have really much of an issue with with bringing in uh, unvetted migrants to amherst and, and amherst is a town where you know i grew up there i, I lived there uh you know uh somewhere around 30 something years of my life um you know this is something that uh, my parents would have never liked to see around around us and when you're putting them right around the university of buffalo it makes parents who are you know particularly freshmen dropping your son or daughter off to college for the first time and you know right up the road you don't know if there's a problem or not it's and it's that great unknown that 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 causes discomfort for for parents as far as you know other hotels of course there's going to be other hotels i had a conversation with uh you know a couple of people out in tonawanda as well and the reality is that you know Cheektowaga, because of the proximity to the airport has a ton of hotels next in line with a ton of hotels is right around the university of buffalo and next in line for the you know i would say the next town that's going to be uh uh hurt would most likely be uh the town of tonawanda so we'll see you know if supervisor eminger rolls out the red carpet or if or if he, uh, you know, puts his foot down and says, "Please, we don't need this here. I don't. I can't continue to tax our resources." But right now, Amherst is rolling out the red carpet, as far as I can tell.
1: We're learning a great deal from a very bright, gifted, conservative Erie County legislator, Christopher Green, who represents Clarence, Newstead, Amherst. If you're listening in Cheektowaga, New York, Montreal, or Northern Florida, to the bet am 1520 drop us a note please write to brian rusk of the rusk report bet 1520 500 corporate parkway suite 200 buffalo new york 14226 i'd like to thank those who've called regarding our recent guests brigadier general frank cipolla former erie county republican chairman bob davis and chairman of the challenger learning center steve cotton Coming up, we'll have renowned chef, who's been on Canadian television, Patrick Wise will be coming on this program. A little plug here. Western New Yorkers love their traditions, and the Ampol Eagle newspaper has been writing about Polish-American traditions and events for over 50 years. News and features from a Polish-American perspective can be found in this weekly newspaper as well as recipes and a calendar of events. Don't miss out on the next cultural presentation or polka dance by reading the Ampol Eagle. The Ampol Eagle is available in many Tops and Wegman stores. For home delivery, call 716-835-9454. That's 716-835-9454. You have the latest news from Poland and Polonia in your mailbox each week. And in the past, legislator Chris Green was endorsed by the Polish-American Civic Affairs Committee for office. A little bit more information about Chris Green. He writes, my goals as legislator are rather straightforward. Crumbling roads are a major problem throughout and need to be addressed sooner rather than later. I believe that providing safe roads is a basic responsibility of government. During my five years on the Clarence Town Board, I delivered five consecutive budgets below the New York State tax cap and reduced the tax rate by more than 10 percent over that time frame. I will continue to minimize the tax burden on the residents of Erie County. And that's the next question we have. If there's such big surpluses in Erie County, why don't we see property, sales tax, and transfer tax cuts? Legislator Chris Green.
0: Well, uh, the good news is you will. Um, for the first time in well over 20 years, you know, we were in a great situation this year because uh, in order to extend the sales tax portion, it, it required uh, at least one person from the Republican and Conservative Caucus to uh, uh, to vote for the extension of the sales tax. And, you know, it would have been a very difficult, you know, past legislatures have, uh, have kind of wrapped this up in a very difficult situation. So what used to be a 0.25 temporary increase, uh, past legislatures have, uh, wrapped that up. So now it's a much larger piece and you've got to vote on a 0.75 all or nothing. And so we're kind of in a situation where we either have the choice of, uh, bankrupting Erie County, um, or extending sales tax. And, you know, I, I made it very clear that, you know, when you're running hundred plus million dollars surpluses year after year, we must deliver a actual property tax levy decrease. And, you know, it it got, it got pretty contentious and I flat out told the the county executive that, uh, I didn't care if we have to sink Erie County into a uh, you, know, you know, bankruptcy, that is 100% on his head. If that's if the that's dis- decision he wants to make and he doesn't want to decrease the property taxes, then he'll, he can wear that. And in the end, uh, he finally agreed to reduce the levy for next year. So uh, for the first time, again, in well over 20 years, we're going to have the levy reduction next year. Um, in addition, um, you know, kind of tying into the conversation with Rhodes, Roads has, have been a huge issue. And, and in Amherst, uh, one in particular, uh, New Road, uh, you know, it's always one of those things. You always see it in, a, in an election year. And in 2019, uh, a letter was sent out to all the residents on New Road, the county executive, stating that within the next year, the road would be redone. Uh, four years later, that road has not been touched. So, again, we were in some pretty heavy negotiations uh, with the county executive in, in, in April on uh, some bond resolutions, and I was able to get that commitment. Uh, he put that in lighting to us. He put that out as a press release. He told the Buffalo News uh, that New Road would be completed in uh, 2024. But in addition, one of the other concessions we got is now we're going to be provided a five-year map of all road projects that Erie County plans on doing. Right now, everything is being done off the cuff, one year at a time. So we have no idea what's going to happen next year until it comes up in April. No discussions really take place. I mean, there's capital budgets, but you, you don't know which one's actually going to come up until the end of the year. Uh, we have very little say in this. Now we're going to have a roadmap. So, so that's a, a real big thing that, uh, that we really pushed hard for it and, and, and we got. So you know we are delivering uh, uh, lower taxes uh, for for next year, and, and better infrastructure planning uh, as well.
1: On the way to the radio station today, I was on Maple Road, and you think you were in Beirut, Lebanon. I uh, saw so, such a oh, rocky uh, path. Uh, this has been going on for years and years. Are we going to see Maple Road and other roads improve to the proper standards uh, around the state in this country, Chris Green?
0: Well. I sure would hope so i can tell you right now my portion of maple Maple road is about uh you know uh you know about a third of the town of amherst from transit road down to uh to hopkins that portion is in pristine condition uh and it's really not not horrible until you hit about north forest road but from north forest road all the way to the university of buffalo it is you're exactly right it is downtown beirut i mean it is uh, I, I mean, and I drive to the North Town Center to drop my kid off for hockey on a regular basis, and I can feel every 20 feet bump after bump after bump. So even though that might not be in my district, it does impact members of my district. So I've actually, I think I've probably been fighting, uh, you know, harder than the legislator that represents it right. for that portion to get redone. Uh, I've had conversations. Uh, at first, I was told that this was just a road that uh, the state would control that portion. And I said, I asked uh, uh, Bill Geary to look into that. And, and, he, and he said that, that, that Erie County is the one responsible. So it's been a problem for years. We know it. We've looked at different ways to repair the road. And, you know, he told me that's still a high priority for figuring it out. But right now, I do not have a definitive answer, but it is on his radar screen. He knows how bad that portion is. Uh, And hopefully when we actually get a five-year game plan, that piece, I can't imagine the scenario where that piece is not on. Uh, uh, You know, it it, it is one of the worst portions of roads in Erie County, and it's probably one of the busiest.
1: Yeah, it's really uh, horrible, uh, Maple Road in Amherst. Our guest today is an outspoken conservative Republican legislator, Christopher Green. He represents Clarence Newstead and a portion of Amherst. If you're listening in Amherst, Toronto, Manhattan, drop us a note to Brian Rusk, Rusk Report, Bet AM 1520, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York 14226. We always greet cards and letters from Canadian and European listeners as we have received letters at the station from Scandinavia and New Zealand. A little more information about Christopher Green since joining the legislature, the 6th District Lawmaker has advocated for infrastructure for the hard-working residents of Erie County and responsible allocation of taxpayer dollars. Let's get back to the town of Cheektowaga that is run by a Democrat town board, Democrat uh, town supervisor, Diane Benchkowski, and they passed a resolution forbidding Asylum seekers to come into Chikwaga, shouldn't Amherst do the same thing today? Chris Green.
0: Absolutely. You know, one of the things you've seen is, you know, uh, Supervisor Bencowski, and typically most of Chikwaga. You know, that is your that is that is your bread and butter, uh, old school. Uh, you know, hard hat wearing. You know you know, callous, tan, working-class Democrats. Uh, They're not the far-left generally. Uh, They're not the far-left that, uh, you know, the woke culture. They tend to be a little more moderate. And I think what you've seen is because of, you know, the hard push from the left to continue to go really far left for the Democratic Party, that people are feeling like they're being left out when they're the hard-working, you know, the working-class uh, Democrats. So now, what you're seeing in Wag is, uh, even though it's it's still just about all Democrat, uh, the, the the there's a chink in the armor, and uh, we do have a Republican on the town board. That somebody, you know, said oh, that'll never happen, but it's happening in And We're seeing demographic changes um, in that, and and we're not seeing that quite in Amherst. Amherst is still, uh, you know, trending a little bit towards more the the woke end culture. I think that has a lot to do. With uh, the University of Buffalo, Uh, it's for some reason that I can never figure out, you know, academia and, you know, uh, and and liberalism just seem to go hand in hand. And, you know, when we look at the problems in Chictawaga, you know, public safety should be number one. Politics should never trump public safety. But that's what's happening right now in in Erie County with the county executive. And I think it's going to continue to happen in in Amherst, unfortunately. Um, You know, I think when you get out to the northern sections of Amherst, where there aren't a lot of hotels, you're probably in pretty good shape. Um, But you're going to see this continue around the university. And at some point, I think you're going to to see things get get pretty – they're going to get much worse before they get better. One of the reasons people wanted uh, the 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 migrants out of Chickawaga, from the dingin Street location, is that it was right adjacent to a residential community. Flint Road is right across Millersport Highway from a residential community. And again, the vast majority of things that hit the the newspapers are just the most serious crimes. Um, you know, again, I I, I I a story relayed to me the other day of. Uh, you know, you know, a 13-year-old girl who you know was walking down the street and migrant tried to kiss her. Like, those type of things are, are unacceptable. I mean, when somebody's walked 2,000 miles, I can assure you the last quarter mile to go into a residential neighborhood is not much of an obstacle. So um, to me, I'd love to see Amherst, and I, I'm, I'm still contemplating having discussions with uh, members of the legislature on whether or not we should look at, you know, funding to ship the migrants back to New York City and, and just kind of wait this out in a much more safe you know, strategy, which is been absent from County Hall right now.
1: We know that New York City is a sanctuary city, but uh, I've never heard of Amherst, New York being named a sanctuary town welcoming illegal migrants. Uh, isn't that the case?
0: exactly the case right now I mean you look at the quotes uh, you know you know yesterday from the from the town supervisor in Amherst where you know he, he doesn't think of the, the there being any type of issue he, he's you know stating that uh, police calls are going down right now more migrants the better i just you know it's not what everybody else has seen it's not go to New York City go I mean every single place where unvetted migrants are being shipped and again this is this is this is a national problem this you know this started where a lot of the more red states were complaining about the problems of the national you know the the federal government not addressing the issues and in the end you know and again it goes back to you know president trump and uh the hatred that many on the left had for him uh instead of having you know Uh, discussions that could be much more substantive they were so anti-trump that they in trump you know was 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 such a big proponent of border security that the other side became lax on border security the exact opposite and then when the complaints started coming in about the added costs and the you know the the insecurity down in texas and other border states texas you know and and they just said well fine if you don't think it's a problem we're going to ship it up We ship everybody up to New York, California, Massachusetts, and all these places are now saying that they can't handle it and that it's unfair. Well, it was unfair when it was happening in Texas. And now it's unfair where you're sending it to Western New York. And when you roll out the red carpet, which is exactly what the County executive does, it's exactly what's happening in the town of Amherst right now as well. If you don't oppose it, then you are, you are asking for it. Those are your two options. And as long, and right now, you know, Supervisor Culpa has not opposed it, and he he seems very open to an increase in, in unvetted migrants. And, again, we need migrants, but we need to make sure that the existing residents are provided a degree of safety by their government. It's
1: it's an expectation.
0: And, and Brian, I, I also yes. want to mention you had brought up the AMPOL.
1: Yes, AMPOL legal. Mm-hmm.
0: It, 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 absolutely, yes. Yeah that's all you know again coming back Polish migrants that came here the right way came here through a process and, and, and now we're a vibrant community in western New York and probably are uh, I'm, I'm going to point the finger at them probably at least you know part of the reason why, uh, why I, my, my belt notch is one past uh, where I really want to be but you know what can I say my, my wife makes good pierogies and I'm willing
1: to eat them uh, we, but we in like, the end, we like it, Polish people
0: Uh, Right You know I'll tell you right now You know We still have arguments In my family What's better An Italian sausage Or a Polish sausage The reality is I'm willing to have that uh, that, Well who wins the argument
1: You have a Polish wife Who wins the argument in the end,
0: I ask for both of them to be on the plate together. And then I'll have, and I never have an answer. Oh, give, me it, give me it the next time. You're okay, you're
1: I'll, a real politician. But, we, have, we have a minute left. What about health risks? There's talk about tuberculosis, polio, even leprosy cases coming in with these people not vetted. What do you say about that?
0: Well, you know, well again, you know, you look at what happened back in the early 1900s. And people coming through Ellis Island, uh, much like my Italian ancestors did when they came here. And if you came here, they were checking you out, and if they suspected that you had any type of communicable disease, you got quarantined for 30 days. Yeah, that was that's been the policy for generations, and now it seems like you know the federal government is relinquishing you know their duties to ensure the safety, and and now yes, we're we're seeing um, you know we're seeing much more tuberculosis should not be an issue in this country polio you know we'll see what happens brian you're a rotarian i'm a rotarian right we have donated thousands of dollars to stopping the spread of 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 disease you know including polio throughout the world and and we're going to continue to fight that good fight but in the end you know we can't roll out the red carpet to spread disease. We, we must do a better job at the federal level to ensure anybody coming into this country does not pose a health threat. Right. Period. I'm sorry we have there, to come no to a
1: close, room. but uh, we've learned a great deal from a very popular, gifted legislator, Christopher Green. Thank you to Kevin Carr, director of production for the past 15 years. And thank you for being such a hardworking legislator, Christopher Green. Have a great week.
0: Thank you very much. I appreciate it.